Welcome to Women Investing in Women and Girls. I'm your host, Michelle Jaffe, and we are so excited to welcome our guest today on the show, Arlen Hamilton, who is the founder and managing partner of Backstage Capital. Once again, Arlen, it's great to have you. Welcome back on air. Now, something that we haven't touched on yet is more about the companies that you specifically look to invest in. Are you looking at companies within a certain sector, or is there a certain stage in a company's growth um, that particularly interests you and your um, your your uh, your firm to invest in? Yeah, so we uh, backstage invest between twenty five thousand and a hundred thousand into pre seed and seed companies mostly, um, or seed stage companies. And we are industry agnostic uh, right now. We cast the largest net that we can. Um, The only thing that they would have in common is the profile of their founders being underrepresented. So in order to create this fund and help these companies, you have to have investors themselves. I think many people understand the relationship of entrepreneurs seeking investors for capital, but many don't know that investors and fund managers need their own investors for themselves. They need their LPs. Can you describe what that was like seeking your own investors and what challenges, if any, did you experience? Yeah, I think it's just, it was always going to be a challenge convincing other investors to let me um, manage their, some of their money. I mean, that for anyone who is a new fund manager, um, that's always a challenge. You know, it, it, it's not easy to raise a venture fund of any size, especially for the first time. Um, so my biggest challenge had was early on. You know, for the for the most part of it was just convincing people that my background being different um, was more of an asset than something detrimental to the fund. And then um, on top of that, uh, convincing people that investing solely in underrepresented founders was the way to go. I had a lot of people ask me, um, how how in the world would I have enough deal flow with that mandate? And my response was like, even if it were just women, that's half the world. So that, you know, the deal flow, I, you know, I was already seeing all these companies. So I just, I really thought that was an interesting question. I got that a lot was how was I going to, how was I, there going to be enough deal flow when I was limiting quote unquote myself so much by, by having only underrepresented founders in the portfolio. So once we kind of got over that hurdle, um, and, and different people started um, understanding where we were coming from. Um, you know, the 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 more names that came on board, the more it was um, it was evident to others that we were onto something. Right, right. Now, once this fund came into fruition, can you tell us about some of the challenges that entrepreneurs face um, besides the financial? challenges and how backstage capital helps them overcome those obstacles to achieve success? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I know it's a day-to-day thing and everyone has their unique issues, but, um, you know, just like any founder, anything you can think of is a challenge, right? Like hiring or uh, finding product market fit or um, working with working with partners and vendors and, and, and things like that, where something 
that's out of your control um, happens and how do you, how do you um, handle that as a new CEO or as a new founder? Um, you know, a lot of the founders in our, in our portfolio and the people that we talk to are first time and uh, first time founders um, because I, you know, that's part of the bigger picture is that there hasn't been a lot of room to fail in the past for pe- for people of color and women be, um, because they're kind of given that one chance um, and it, they're, they're held to a higher standard. So, um, so the, those, those are a lot of, there are a lot of challenges and to be honest, um, capital is like a big one. It still is. I wish it weren't. I wish it were just like, you know, it's just, it's an, on equal footing with everything else. And it's, and it's, you know, if you can, if you, if you work hard enough, you'll, you'll find the money. It's not the case. There is something happening where it's, it, it's a little bit, it's, um, unbalanced and it's much harder for certain people to raise money. And if they're, if they're focused on that for so much of their time, they're not, not able to, you know, even be given a chance to do the rest. So, um, I mean, backstage, we're a small, small team of, um, you know, I awesome people that are, that are working with me and, and helping. Um, and what we try to do mostly is, like personally, I try to just be accessible and relatable to our founders, while at the same time looking at new companies. Um, and I'm still learning about that process, still learning how to do that the best that I can. Um, mm-hmm. And and the people that are work that we that I work with, you know, everyone has some sort of expertise that that comes in handy. And what I try to do, and what we all try to do, is just really help. Um, bring more money to the table, bring more capital, more investors. Um, now, you know, these rounds and in, in future rounds. Um, so that's kind of the main thing we focus on, to be honest, right now. And then uh, on top of that, we try to be a resource for, for um, kind of, there's a kind of a secret sauce that happens behind the scenes of what we try to offer so that we're, yeah, so what we try to do is we try to uh, be a bridge um, to Silicon Valley for our founders. 80% of the companies in our portfolio and in our pipeline are outside of California. And that's by design. We, we, we try to look everywhere. Um, but we also, we also recognize that the ecosystem that has been developed in Silicon Valley is just, you know, you can't compare it to anything. It's just, a, it's just amazing ecosystem. So we, while we don't think it's important to kind of relocate or um, everyone, you know, go to, to Silicon Valley, we like to be a, an, a bridge to Silicon Valley. Absolutely. You know, of course, everyone knows that Silicon Valley is a powerhouse when it comes to entrepreneurship and investing. But like you said, not all entrepreneurs are in that physical space. So I think it's really great that you're able to and make an effort to reach entrepreneurs elsewhere. So Arlen, what do you feel is the most impactful aspect of what you do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there, what the impact today is. I hope that, you know, when I think about it sometimes, I hope that what we're doing today one day translates into um, helping being a catalyst to the success of 
of people who don't look like the traditional founder. And so mm-hmm. that they can, their example can uh, motivate and inspire others like that. I just kind of, that's, that would be the biggest thing for me is, is if what something that backstage did somehow made it possible for um, a new kind of generation of founders to be successful. So I'm being reminded of the saying, you can't be what you can't see. Not sure if you've heard of that too. Um, But it's a topic that we cover a lot on our show, especially when talking about different things like breaking the glass ceiling and inspiring women and girls to um, really just uh, shoot for the stars. Uh, So how do you feel that your work is inspiring future generations to not take risks and follow their dreams? Yeah, well, I think you said it. I mean, you know, right now the the um role models i think especially for for you know i can only speak to what i've seen which is like my my nieces and nephews you know little little black kids basically um and just kids and little kids in gen- general like there's a lot of um there there are a lot of sports heroes and a lot of mu- musicians you know you're you're going to always have your lebron james and you're going to have your rihannas uh, which is very much so deserved. I think um, they're they're very talented and and um, should be looked at as role models. But I think it's it's really cool to think about the idea that in a few years, um, those same kids or or you know kids a little bit younger than them could possibly have a poster of. Um, of someone like maybe Laura, who who is CEO of uh, Laura Powers, who is the CEO of uh, Code Twenty Forty, like could have her poster on on their wall. I just think that's so exciting. Or could have, um, you know, Brian Brackeen, who who is a founder and uh, backstage's portfolio for Kairos in Miami, or or um, Ania Williams, who is a founder at Tinsel, also in our portfolio, like could have them as you know the background on their on their um laptops as these are the people that i've seen in the news now because it's been a few years i've seen in the news that these people started a company out of their garage so to speak and or out of their bedrooms in most cases because i don't know a lot of (laughs) i don't know a lot of black kids that have garages um which is another thing, right? Um, out of their bedrooms, started this had this idea for something that was they felt was missing in the world, and they felt that they were the ones to bring it to the world. They didn't just think about it. They didn't just dream about it. They went out and did it, and then they worked really, really hard for a few years and made people happy, you know, provided jobs for people, put out a great product they were proud of, and in some cases became rich because of this idea they had years before when that starts to happen over and over again you're going to see it's just going to it's going to feed itself it's the same reason you have thousands of white young white men in silicon valley today who believe that they can change the world and some of them can and some of them can't and but but the the point of it is the reason they feel they can do that is because of steve jobs uh, and, and, and so many before him, um, that they were able to look at, they see themselves in him and, and in those people. And, and they, they say, okay, sky's the limit. Let's go. 
we need to have the exact same thing for, for women. We need to, you know, we need to have the exact same types of role models for, for, for little girls and for, for that are looking at women, um, little girls and boys who are looking at women (laughs) and saying that I can do that because she did that. What a powerful statement. You know, Arlen, I'm just so happy that we were able to have this conversation to inspire our young listeners to be able to do whatever they set their minds to. Um, So now just to wrap up our conversation, I'd like to ask you, what is something new and exciting that you are looking forward to in your career? Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking forward to a lot of things with Backstage. Um, You know, the rest of this year, um, what we're going to focus on is is you'll start to see we have 10 companies in our portfolio. We call them all headliners. They're headliners. Um, You'll start to see a lot more um, show up over the next few months on our website, and we'll announce more that we have been working with for months uh, or maybe years in some cases. So I'm I'm excited to to finally be able to um, invest in the companies that, you know, have been so patient with us and as we built this and who are allowing us to invest in them. I think that's, um, that's going to be so much fun to add to our family. And in the same mm-hmm. note, adding to our family, we are also bringing on, um, more teammates. So, um, you'll start to see some announcements there where some really awesome people are going to be joining our, joining our ranks and, you know, making us better and, um, and, challenging me to to do better and be better and that's always going to be exciting to me so excellent well amazing progress is being made last but not least how can our listeners connect with you i know that you have a large presence on media how can we stay up to date yeah um if you yeah i'm I'm always yelling about something on twitter um (laughs) that's probably like you know i definitely uh, engage on twitter every day um so that's going to be the handle is Arlen was here. A-R-L-A-N was here on Twitter. Uh, it's the same name on Instagram. And if you go to our website, backstagecapital.com, um, and you you know spend a couple of minutes on there, I'm sure you can find my email address, which uh, I always think it's, it's better to find my email address than to ask me for my email address online because it shows me that you, you've taken a little time to um, kind of research, which I think founders should be doing with every investor they talk to that they want on their on their team. They should be researching them, learning more about them to make sure that they're they're the types of people that they want uh, on their cap table. So um, yeah, those are the major the major ways I'd say. And and you know like any sort of general hospital meetup, you could probably find me <laughs> lurking. Well, Arlen, I am just so happy that we were able to have this conversation today and have you on air. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. Great. And I'd like to invite all of our listeners by connecting with us on facebook.com slash womeninvesting. And like Arlen, we are also on Twitter. So go ahead and follow us at Women Investing. Thank you to everyone who is listening in today. You have been listening to Women Investing and Women and Girls. This show is produced by the State of Women Radio Network, the first radio network for women and girls. I'm your host, Michelle Jaffe. Until next time.